0: When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on everybody and welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. So excited to be back for another solo episode. It's been a little while since I've done one of these, and I'm really excited to talk on this topic today. But before we get into it, I want to let you all know that the GoalsetMindset.com website is finally here. We are at episode 103 of the podcast, and over the last two years, it's been so much fun growing and connecting with you all. And just letting my creativity have a space to come out. So on my website, you can find a podcast page where you can more intimately interact with me and the podcast. There's a place to submit a listener question, a topic that you want to hear about, even guest recommendations. I want to hear it all. You can also search through our library of over a 100 episodes now and find some prior episodes that might interest you. In addition to the podcast page, you can also find my blog, which there will be a corresponding blog post to this topic that if you are interested in learning more or if you're a reading type of person, I um, would highly recommend checking that out. So thanks so much. If you haven't checked out the site already, would love for you to hop on over to www.thegoalsetmindset.com and let me know what you think. So getting into today's episode, this is a topic that I freaking love. It's one that I've wanted to do a podcast about for a bit now and it is titled Strong People Are Harder to Kill. I first heard this quote a few years back from some physical therapists that I look up to. Shout out to the Institute of Clinical Excellence and the quote originally comes from Mark Ripito who is a well-known, well-established strength and conditioning coach, powerlifter. and the full quote is, Strong people are harder to kill than weak people and more useful in general. So a little bit more to the actual folk quote, but this beginning phrase, strong people are harder to kill has always resonated with me. And especially over the last few years, as there has been a lot more scare and fear around sickness and illness, strong people being harder to kill is a concept that we need to be talking about. And the really cool thing about this quote that came from, you know, this and conditioning bro kind of figure is there's a lot of science to back this up. So in today's episode, I'm going to support this claim that strong people are harder to kill with three main ideas. And being that we are on the Goal Set Mindset podcast, we're not just talking about physical strength here. We're also talking about the impact of mental strength and how that ultimately makes us harder to kill harder to knock down, more resilient, more robust, and ultimately more fulfilled in our life. So two studies that I'm going to quote here in today's episode, both of which you can find the links to in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out or over in the blog post on my website. So point number one here is that muscular strength is one of the strongest predictors of longevity. When looking at the literature on mortality and mortality risk, and what that means is the risk of dying from literally anything, one of the most researched and most studied things is muscle mass. And it's very well established now in our scientific literature that the more muscle mass and therefore muscle strength you have, the more robust you're going to be as a human being. So when I was diving into some of the details on this, I came across this study that I specifically like because the results of it surprised me. They were not what I expected. So the title of this study supporting this idea that muscular strength is a huge predictor of your resilience. The title is the associations of muscle mass and strength with all cause mortality among US older adults. It's an open access article from March of 2018. So what they looked at in this study was 4,500 individuals from the United States aged 50 and older. And they looked at this like public health data, essentially. They got this huge cohort of people who were 50 years old or older and looked at a bunch of different factors and then basically compared it against who dies and who doesn't? This all cause mortality idea. So, when we think about this age group 50 and older, some of you listening to this podcast are 50 years old or older. A lot of people become fearful of these kind of age related changes, right? Things like falling, things like balance becoming poor, things like being less resilient to disease or illness, things like comorbidities forming. And what's really cool about this talk about muscle is that muscle is the organ of longevity. Muscle is extremely supportive of metabolic health, and it's metabolically expensive, meaning that muscle requires a lot of calories to be burned in order to sustain its function, which is good news because we live in a world where we have no shortage of food, the majority of us. So having muscle mass, and being able to burn more calories at rest um, is going to be a huge advantage. Now, looking specifically at this article, they took all of these participants, technically it was 4,449 people age 50 and older, and they wanted to see, is there a correlation between people who had low muscle strength or low muscle mass and their mortality risk? They also considered factors like how much time these people spent moving, They called this leisure time physical activity. They also looked at uh, time spent sedentary and a variety of comorbid diseases. So when I first looked at this study, they had all these people. They're looking at how strong are they, which is measured with a knee extension isokinetic testing, by the way. Um, And then muscle mass, which they looked at the appendicular skeleton. So essentially your arms and your legs, how much muscle mass you had and then compared it to their mortality risk. My initial thought on this was the people with more muscle mass are going to be more resilient against death. They're going to live longer. They're going to have more longevity. However, the results of this study were so interesting. Here's the big concluding statement here. It tells us that all-cause mortality was significantly higher among individuals with low muscle strength, whether or not they had low muscle mass. And it also tells us that there is a significant association between low muscle strength and all-cause mortality, which persisted across different levels of metabolic syndromes, sedentary time, and leisure time physical activity. So let's break this down a little bit. The research shows us in this one study that muscle strength is more predictive of mortality risk than muscle mass. And I love this article because even though it went against what my initial bias and thoughts were, it tells us that function is more important than figure. It tells us that your ability to use the muscle on your body, your ability to actually carry out the function of contracting a muscle, using a muscle, performing work, is more important than how much of it you actually have on your body. Another point from the study here. It tells us that the incidence of all-cause mortality was significantly higher amongst participants with low muscle strength, but with normal muscle mass. So even the people who had normal muscle mass, which you can read the study to see how they quantified that, but they considered it to be like muscle mass that's of a normal healthy person, if they had poor muscle strength, they still had a high mortality risk, regardless of the fact that they had a quote-unquote normal amount of mass. But on the other end of the spectrum, the individuals who had the combination of normal muscle strength and low muscle mass, there was not a significant association with all-cause mortality. Meaning, some of these people had little bit of like very little muscle mass in their body, but they were actually pretty strong. The muscle that they did have, they could use very well and very efficiently. Those people had a lower mortality risk. Another thing that this study showed was that there was always a significantly increased mortality risk amongst the people with low muscle strength, regardless of if they had metabolic syndrome how much time they spend sedentary, and even how much time they spent moving, this leisure time physical activity. So all of this is saying that muscle strength is like a prerequisite to longevity, to reducing mortality risk. And when we think about this practically, you think of a lot of us in the fitness space, or maybe you're somebody who's interested in improving your fitness. A lot of us set goals around physique, and around how much muscle we want on our body, or around wanting to look a certain way, or have a certain weight on the scale. And while muscle mass is extremely important, we need to remember that what we actually do with the muscle is most important. The stimulus of actually working out and producing muscle strength is likely the thing that's making us healthier, rather than simply how much of that muscle you have on your body. And when we look at people who put on muscle mass for a living, take bodybuilders, for example, there is an upper limit to how much muscle mass is considered healthy. There are some bodybuilders out there who are extremely massive, who have loads of lean body mass, who look superhuman, who are actually quite unhealthy and very metabolically at risk of dying. Because there is such a thing as just simply too much mass and too much muscle. However, when we focus more on strength, when we focus more on function and what the body can do, and increasing the amount of weight that you can squat and deadlift and perform, there's not really an upper limit to that. Like, I don't think there's ever a point where being too strong is dangerous. So it's so cool in this that... We can chase strength over size. And we can picture both of these people, right? We all know somebody in the gym who looks pretty average, who's not like jacked out of their mind, who can squat or clean or bench press a ton of weight. And you think, dang, they don't look that strong, but they are strong. And then you've got people on the other side of the spectrum who might have some glamour muscles who might just naturally have more muscle mass on their body, who isn't actually that strong. I will admit, I've got some glamour muscles on me that I've had since I was very young. And it shows that like muscle mass isn't the end-all be-all because genetically, we all are a little bit different. Some of us naturally have more muscle and have always been that way. Maybe you're naturally a little bit more leaner. And that's not to say that that makes you less healthy, but it doesn't automatically mean that you have the strength that you need to be extremely resilient. So let's understand from this from this study that muscle strength is, is the number one thing that we should be chasing, not necessarily muscle size, in terms of pursuing longevity and being as resilient as possible. So on the physical side of things, we know that there's some really strong evidence to support being strong as hell, right? Let's talk about the mental side of things. We know that mental fitness, mental strength, mental resilience is probably at its lowest point right now (laughs) in our country, in our culture. We are riddled with anxiety and depression and um, poor mental health, unfortunately. So we want to make sure that we're making that strong too. And I firmly believe that a strong mind is also necessary to longevity, and not only to living long, but to enjoying your life. So the second study that I looked at here, Effects of Resistance Training on Depressive Symptoms Among Young Adults, a Randomized Control Trial. This study just came out in August of 2023, and I actually first saw it on an Instagram post um, from Menno Henselman's. If that's how you say his name, I will link his post in the description of this episode as well. He's a really great resource for um, exposing like the most recent research in the health and fitness space, so I would definitely recommend checking him out. But the title of this really caught my eye, looking at the effects of strength training on depression symptoms in our young population. So this study looked at people between the ages of 18 and 40 and randomized them to two groups. One group was given an eight-week, twice-weekly exercise routine that included barbell exercises, dumbbell exercises. There were eight exercises altogether, and the participants did a couple sets of each one with a trainer over the course of eight weeks. The other group, they were matched in terms of you know depression symptoms and um, were considered equal, but the other group was put on a wait list and essentially did not get any strength training intervention until the study was over. What this study looked at was they measured self-reported depression and anxiety outcomes throughout different points of the study. And they sought to look at where do these people lie at baseline, these young adults, and then where did they finish up at the four-week mark and then also at the eight-week mark. And the results of this are so Cool. The main headline of this study states that resistance exercise training induced statistically significant, clinically meaningful, large magnitude reductions in depressive symptoms from baseline to week 8. This study showed that the people who trained just twice a week, just 8 exercises, and progressively increased the load over time, as a typical program does, showed a not only statistically significant, but clinically significant, clinically meaningful reduction in depression symptoms. This is cool stuff, because we know that the mind and the body are so correlated. A strong body supports a strong mind, and a strong mind supports a strong body. And this literature shows that. It showed that not only... Was the result of this study clinically meaningful, specifically clinically meaningful for individuals with mild depressive symptoms? And I really like that they clarify this here because when we think of the people that we typically interact with, right, maybe the people in your gym, the people in your community, your family, your friends, there's a lot of individuals kind of in that like mild state of mental health problems. They might not be full-blown depressed or anxious, but they're struggling. I think we've all maybe even been there at one point or another. So the fact that this study shows that the people in that kind of beginning stage where they can either fall deep into this depression or pull themselves out of it, the fact that exercise, resistance exercise, was clinically meaningful to making them less depressed is so freaking cool. If we're talking about stronger people being harder to kill, mentally stronger people are most definitely going to be harder to kill and are most definitely going to thrive more in life. Now, here's the coolest part about this study. It looked at outcomes from other research that was done as well on other modalities for depressive symptoms, things like psychotherapy and medication specifically. This study also showed That the results of resistance training on depressive symptoms for people with mild depressive symptoms had a greater magnitude of effectiveness than that of medications. Let me read that again. These results have a greater magnitude of effectiveness than that of medications for mild depressive symptoms. This is cool stuff and great news. Stronger people are harder to kill, not only in the physical sense, but we know that things like depression and anxiety can kill our spirit, can kill our excitement, can kill our passion, can kill our God-given purpose of what we were put on this earth to do. So the fact that resistance training and getting stronger physically can get you stronger mentally better than that of medications when you're at that beginning stage is so cool. It makes you ask the question of what is your body capable of? Before you go and seek out all of these other kind of things that are out there, maybe consider seeing what your body can do on its own. And I'm not here to give medical advice. I am not a mental health professional. There is 100% a time and a place for so many people for medication. I'm not anti-medication, but I'm anti-medication if it's not necessary and if there's something better out there. And this research is pretty robust telling us that, hey, for people in that beginning mild stage of depressive symptoms, exercise looks better than medications. That is freaking cool. So we know that stronger people physically having muscular strength makes you more resilient against dying. We know that resistance training and getting stronger physically makes you stronger mentally. And the third point to take home here is that resilience is only built through resistance. Resilience is built only through resistance. So we can talk all about this strength stuff and getting physically stronger and what that means for us, but we need to remember that getting strong is not as simple as just going to the gym and just doing whatever you feel like doing and hoping that it's enough. We know that getting strong takes work, and that work has to be pretty difficult. Giovanni and I were kind of speculating this first article, this article showing that muscular strength actually has stronger outcomes than muscle size when it comes to mortality risk in the older population. And we were kind of thinking, like, why is that? Uh, Because it surprised both of us. And I think it comes down to that the magic is really in the stimulus The only way to build strength is by stimulating your muscles and getting stronger. There's no way around that. Nobody is really naturally just super strong without doing anything about it. Now, when I say that, there 100% is a genetic component to strength. And there are some of us walking the earth that are just more able to get super strong because of what our body is predisposed to do. However, Very few people just wake up one day like that. You have to train and push yourself and get that stimulus in order to express that genetic potential. On the other end of the spectrum with muscle mass, similarly, we all have different genetic potential for how much muscle mass we can put on. However, some of us are naturally just carrying a little bit more muscle. I am one of those people. And so... I love this idea that like, you've got to work to get the strength. There's just no way around that. You can't just be born with it. So remember that if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I want to be strong because I want to be resilient and I want to decrease my mortality risk and I want to live long, know that you have to put in the work. Going back to that first study, one of the really cool points here was that idea that Just simply moving your body, unfortunately, is not enough to reap these benefits. In that first study, one of the factors that they looked at was leisure time physical activity, which essentially was the amount of time that people were choosing to be physically active, and they measured the intensity of that activity based on what the activity was that the people reported. And what they saw was that muscle strength was the biggest predictor of mortality risk despite how much time these people spent physically moving. So even the individuals who met this physical activity guideline that we've all heard of, this 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise, people who met that goal but had low muscle strength still had a high mortality risk. So just because they met that 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week and they characterize this as things like walking, doing yard work, housework, these are great things. These are great ways to move your body and we should be getting 150 minutes of these things, but it's not enough on its own. It's not enough to build that level of strength to truly make yourself resilient And on the mental side of things, that second study looking at the relationship between resistance training and depressive symptoms also quantified the intensity of the exercise that these individuals were performing through an RPE scale. So participants rated how hard they were exerting themselves on a scale of 6 to 20, and the average rating was 14, which is between somewhat hard and hard. So in this study where they saw these tremendous mental health benefits from resistance training, these people were working out really hard. They were rating themselves pretty high on that scale. So I mentioned these two data points to kind of hammer in that point that strength is not built passively. Strength is not built comfortably. Strength is uncomfortable. And on top of that, building mental strength and mental resilience and grit is uncomfortable. So if you're somebody who considers yourself physically active, but all that you're doing is going for your morning walk or going shopping or doing some gardening or walking your dog, listen, I'm proud of you for doing those things. It's not always easy, but there needs to be more than that if you are truly pursuing health. If you are just getting started on your fitness journey That daily walk is a great catalyst. It's a great spark to ignite this journey, to ignite your confidence. But you've got to get in the gym. We need to be resistance training as a population. And I think about how funny it is that we need to be doing this now because we live in this culture that's literally designed for us to sit still. I mean, I'm sitting in a chair right now recording this podcast because there's no other way to do it. Years ago, centuries ago, People used to have to move and carry shit all the time. So all of this resistance training was not necessary because we were doing it just to survive and live. But now we live in a world that not only encourages but forces us to spend a lot of time still. So you've got to take it upon yourself to get that resistance training in and build that strength to make you truly resilient. Resistance training is going to be way more robust than aerobic training. Aerobic training is extremely important and robust for other health outcomes, but there's got to be resistance training in there too. So, as we kind of close things out here, understanding that muscle strength is a huge predictor of longevity, a strong body equals a strong mind, and a strong mind equals a strong body, and that in order to build this resilience, in order to be harder to kill, you've got to put in the work, you've got to get uncomfortable, it needs to hurt. In order to be actually doing something, you may be listening to all this and be saying to yourself, like, I don't really think about longevity. I don't really care about living long or being 100 years old or whatever you might think of when you hear the word longevity, but how about living well? Do you think about living well? Because when I hear strong people are harder to kill, I'm not just thinking about death. I'm thinking about that putting out of my fire of my passions, that day in and day out grind of having no energy and having to drink multiple caffeinated beverages just to make it through. I'm thinking about having the things that I love taken away from me, not having the energy to go visit people that I love, not having the energy to you know, sign up for that race with a friend not having the energy to take my dog for the long walk that they want. Like whatever your why is, that's what's at risk of being killed if you're not strong. And we know that today more than ever, life is unpredictable. You never know when something is going to get thrown at you that risks taking things away that you care about. I did a podcast episode a while back that if you are enjoying this topic, I would love for you to go back to. It's titled The Sickness Wellness Fitness Continuum. And in brief, I heard it first from CrossFit, where all of us lie somewhere on this continuum from sickness to wellness to fitness. And the further into fitness you are, the more fit, the more strong, the more resilient, the more capable you are, the harder it's going to be to knock you down and make you sick. But on the contrary, the closer you're living to sick, the easier it is to knock you down there. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of chilling in that wellness state, you're comfortable, you're good, your doctor hasn't diagnosed you with anything, understand that health is not the absence of disease. If we simply define health as the absence of disease, we're towing that line real close. you falling into that sickness range when you get hit with an illness or an injury or a life-altering event that stops you in your tracks and it's a lot harder to pull yourself out of the ditch of sickness than it is to achieve fitness when you're already in a decent place think about a time when you've had something that you love taken away from you something that you enjoy doing something that you've been looking forward to And maybe you get struck with illness or injury or the weather doesn't go your way or whatever it is, like that feeling of disappointment when that thing that you wanted to do doesn't happen, that's one of the worst feelings. And I don't know about you, but I know that I don't want that feeling for the rest of my life. And guys, I know that right now, if you're listening to this, you're clearly interested in health and fitness. And there are so many voices in the world, in our physical environments, in our social media, telling you how to be healthier and how to live better and how to live your best life and all of this stuff. And there's diets and there's fasting plans and there's biohacking. There's so many things. And I'm here to tell you that strength, muscular strength, being strong, lifting heavy things is going to have a dramatically more powerful impact than the vast majority of other claims that are out there right now. There are so many different ways to diet. There are so many different ways to hack your sleep. There are so many different supplements that could potentially improve your body's function a little bit, but there's nothing that replaces strength. There's nothing that can substitute for the value of muscular strength that is produced through resistance training. So take this as your one thing to focus on. Muscular strength is going to be more powerful than just about anything else. And guess what? Every single one of us has the ability to get stronger. You can go to the gym right now and do just about any exercise in the room with enough effort and get stronger. But remember that the key is effort. So my goal of the week for you this week is to think about what. Can you do to become stronger this week? What kind of strength are you lacking? What kind of strength do you need? Is it physical strength? Is it muscular strength? Is it muscular performance? Is it energy to get through your day? Is it mental strength to stop getting distracted by your anxious or depressive thoughts and be able to be present with the relationships and the commitments of your life? Whatever the type of strength is that you need, I want you to find a way to get it. And I want you to understand from this research, from this conversation, that it is possible to make you more resilient mentally and physically from the gym, from resistance training. Strong people are harder to kill. So go out there and be one of them. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this passionate conversation from me. I absolutely love talking about the impact of strength and exercise on our health and longevity. If you're enjoying the show, I would love if you left a rating or review on your favorite platform and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.